car people and welcome back again with another episode of the chat garage our weekly appointment where we open our virtual shutter to talk about our favorite topics car design and some car stories with me in our virtual garage there is always my friend and co-host tex hi dude Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Well, uh, lockdown. <laughs> lockdown, exactly. So, yeah, you We are red again, and yeah. so we are still waiting for spring, for top down and ride. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Difficult times, difficult times, guys. We should organize some uh, road trip with a set of Corsa. <laughs> in uh, some VR ah you don't have VR no yeah. I don't but is that uh, cross platform no, not cross ah nope. no fuck so we are fucked yeah we are fucked <laughs> alright no no road trip together I'm sorry <laughs> well I we should wait to to do a proper road trip together physically yeah. so yeah yeah also because I was thinking is Probably more than one year we are not seeing each other. <laughs> yes, it's right. I don't know. It's a long, long time. And uh, yeah, now it's nice to have the podcast, but it's weird. <laughs> yeah, man, it's extremely weird. And also, also uh. working. I'm getting really used to working virtually and see people. And no, not even not even see people with the camera open <laughs> or just talking yeah only only speaking. by phone it's like it's super yeah. weird it's exactly super weird yeah i was lucky to be honest to do only three months of smart working at the beginning i was happy to stay in smart working but then uh, actually well it's good at least to go to work and change and uh, see people and leave a little bit otherwise i was getting stuck to my desk in my bedroom all day long <laughs> yeah was getting was bad you know that in the end of march it's 12 months that i'm smart working one wow. year so that's a lot yeah <laughs> this is really 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 strange anyway but we don't want to spend time uh, talking about lockdown and smart working because uh, yeah, a lot because of people is, uh, is, bored is bored as us. Is really bored. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. something less boring and... Uh, More beautiful. Yeah, and amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. in this speech, in this conversation, we want to spend some words about the Italian atelier or Italian coach builder and we decided to call it Atelier because uh, they were really studios and a place uh, that they tailor-made the car. cars, yes. having only a chassis. Uh. And so, according to the clients, they built masterpiece, work of arts. Yeah. And um, in the history, in Italy, they were <laughs> yeah, a was very lot, popular. A lot, a real yes, lot. Yes. I was surprised preparing this episode because I heard some names that uh, really uh, they <laughs> we never they heard. Were, yes. There were approximately sixty of them. What? Yeah, and <laughs> most of them settled in Turin. So imagine more than sixty coach builders settled in one place well like <laughs> really really little shops 
and uh, rich people go there and like, uh, oh well, yeah, I have uh, this Mercedes chassis, I want to build this uh, super fancy car. Whoa, amazing. That's amazing. Imagine to have a DeLorean now to travel back in time <laughs> in the twi- 1920s. I thought you, I thought you, you want to, <laughs> to make a, a DeLorean uh, tailor-made. <laughs> I really, I, I'm trying now to imagine how amazing can be in in those years uh, enter a shop uh, speaking with uh, uh, I don't know uh, a designer no probably though at that time uh, you can't call it designers but uh, yeah no, people they were hand hand crafter and crafter like, yeah, really um yeah. talking to these people and, and say yeah I want this particular shape I want this particular feeling and uh, and and they ended up with masterpiece really amazing piece of art and uh, for this episode because as i said before they were a lot and we decided to to yeah. start with uh, probably the most famous coach builder known that is Pininfarina so yes well this is difficult also here where to start because <laughs> Pininfarina is a huge name what do you think man yeah uh, well mm... For sure, he's probably the most famous and the most recognized, probably in the automotive world, and not only. Like, as w- when I was working in Ital Design, some people didn't know what was Ital Design, even if Ital Design is quite important. And when I was saying like, ah, it's like Pininfarina, everyone understood. And now it's even worse. I have to say like, yeah, it's like I'm like in a company like Pininfarina, so. It's very impressive the history that they have and how many masterpieces they they had made. Like, okay, as you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Zagato and uh, I like a lot of also Bertone and Turing Superleggera. But uh, you have to admit that uh, Pininfarina always made uh, amazing stuff. Yeah, and probably uh, Pininfarina uh, started an era. So yeah, if we have to mark a starting line. The begin probably is the Cisitalia 202 of the 1947. That is, uh, firstly, is the first car ever to be exposed in a modern art museum, the MoMA of New York, and this is a quite a quite yeah. a huge achievement. <laughs> and uh, also, that is the first car that uh, is detached completely from the concept of carriage. Uh, of of mm. those years, so if you remember back then in the 1940s, uh, all cars uh, it seems like uh, this uh, carriage that uh, still in yeah, development. Yeah, just an evolution. It's just a, yeah, a normal, yeah. a natural evolution. And with the Cisitalia, Pininfarina started a new way of thinking, the product of the automotive. Uh, it's very beautiful <laughs> yeah no i was watching some picture and i, I was like wow, this is very pure design very simple clean that and, uh, is uh, actually that is uh, mostly the the design language of pininfarina this is very smooth very recognizable yeah. shapes also yeah and also i remember some chit chat with uh, our ex-design teacher and uh, yeah. if i remember correctly cisitalia the 202 they were extremely difficult to, to recognize the um, the first years uh, compared to the to the latest <laughs> ones uh, because uh, they were both built by Pininfarina 
and also by Vignale. So mm -hmm. if you, for example, type in Google okay. and uh, search for Tisitalia 202, there are some examples that have the ovals uh, in the sides before the, before the in cut the of side. the door. Yes. And some that doesn't have the ovals. So this is a, um, a clue mm -hmm. that uh, the one with the ovals were built by Vignale using the design yes. of Piniferino. And also, Cisitalia, the 202 have a different... Uh, um, there are different types of 202. There are some for for racing, some for Mille Miglia. <laughs> the MM, for example, is for the Mille Miglia. SMM, yeah, I can see. And there is also one famous uh, Cisitalia 202 that was uh, driven by Tazio Nuvolari. This is a, a spider version, mm. and it's... Uh, this one is truly recognizable and oh, really yes. easy also because they have this uh, shark fin um, in in the back and it's complete and it's um, quite American style. Yeah, but quite yeah, American. It's... But it's in in those years, uh, Pininfarina worked a lot yeah. with uh, uh, with the US, especially for the Nash brand. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it makes sense. Makes sense in in those years uh, work overseas. Because yeah. a lot of money were overseas, so it makes, <laughs> makes sense, obviously. Yeah, but in those years, I remember maybe a little bit later, the, for example, there was a both uh, Maserati A6 and also the Fiat 8V that all the coach builder, they were making them. Like, I don't know if also Pininfarina was making the Fiat 8V, but I remember... You have the same Fiat 8V with a lot of... And you are like, okay, but it's an 8V, but it's different from that other. And, and you are like, okay, how many they are? But uh, yeah, I remember we were at the museum in Modena that was an exposition of Maserati. And they, there were a lot of uh, A6 uh, GCS mm -hmm. made from different coach builder, but... Uh, the one from Pininfarina is probably the best one. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, it makes sense, as you said, because uh, the same model built by different coach builders, uh, because the car at that period was uh, like uh, like a suit that is tailor-made. So the clients just decide where to go hmm. and... Uh, you have different results because the different coach builders have different perspective. Also, another example, uh, more recent, is the Dino, uh, hmm. the Ferrari that was built by Ferrari and also by Fiat, if ah, you remember. Okay, yes. And the coupe version of Fiat, Fiat Dino, yes, is designed by Bertone, but the okay. one, the Spider, was designed by Pininfarina. So <laughs> you have the same model but with different yeah. shapes. And it's, ah, it's truly, beautiful. truly amazing. Really amazing. Yeah, I don't know why. Is uh, okay now. We have a lot of uh, one-off or small production series. Like uh, we have our special cars, but I don't know. Feels different. Like uh, okay, Ferrari is coming out with a special project uh, quite often. Also Aston, but it doesn't feel the same. I don't know why. Yeah. Well. Uh it's a trend that started uh, probably 10, 15 years ago. And if I remember correctly, uh, Glickenhaus with the P45 uh, started the trend to, to have yes. again the one-off, the tailor-made cars. But in the 60s, were were normal business. 
that a, a, a rich man comes mm-hmm. to Ferrari or Alfa Romeo and just, uh, yeah, you know what, I want a tailor-made a one-off car for, you know, or for race or for just to show off. Also because probably the number, they were very... Yeah, yeah they were really, low really low. Back then, so it was easier to, to make. If you remember, Ford, when came to Maranello and tried to buy Ferrari, he was really pissed to to mm-hmm. see that this really really small car manufacturer had a so powerful brand that everyone in the world can recognize <laughs> a Ferrari yes. car. And Ford at that time was not so famous unless he were doing more than 10 times the cars that Ferrari produced. So that's, that's the point, I mean. Yeah. The classic Italian way to do cars were not uh, so, you know, for have uh, huge numbers. Yeah, like, okay, then there was there was a Fiat, etc. But uh, yeah, we are, we are also famous for small niche uh, top product and it's nice. And uh, there, there was some other special version that you really like back then. Yes, indeed. I have some examples. Uh, I would like to start with with, uh, the first one, that is uh, the Ferrari 375mm, in particular the special one built for Ingrid Bergman, that is commissioned by uh, his husband, the famous uh, Mm -hmm. director Roberto Rossellini. So he went to Enzo and said, well, I I want to make a gift for my wife, and uh, so... Enzo suggested, well, we can we can turn this uh, 340 mm into the, your desire, let's say. So they used the 375 F1 engine for this car, and they built this uh, custom-made amazing piece of art. Ooh-hoo. And the peculiar thing of this car is the position lights in the top of the fender, and uh, the main lights that mm-hmm. are hidden and the uh, were it's really a very, modern very touch weird. back then. If we consider that the, the car was built in 1954. It was not very common, I guess. Yeah, that's really early. And <laughs> yeah, that's early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the design can remind a little bit... Uh, like the side reminds the Corvette uh, C1 and probably yeah, the proportion kind reminds of, me kind the of the yeah. 300SL Mercedes. But uh, overall, it's very, very unique and uh, peculiar. It's interesting. I didn't have the opportunity to, to see that car in real because uh, when we were in Villa d'Este, uh, pro- no, probably mm. once, I don't remember. Well, if there was, uh, probably I, I have to remember. Um, it's one of my favorite Ferrari ever, this this thing. Because, really? Yeah, because it's huh. it's so so unique in some ways and i mm-hmm. i remember that when i discovered my grandfather had a, a book with yes. all ferrari every ferrari ever made if we're talking for the race cars and uh, uh, road cars yes and when i saw this one i were like uh, probably <laughs> five four years four years old and i I was so amazed about this car that I ruined the book 
cutting <laughs> cutting the page. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was no I was five, four yeah, years yeah. old. And when my father came back home from work, he was like, what the hell are you writing the book? But, oh, but this car uh. is so cool. I want to, to attach it to the wall of my bedroom. And uh-huh. yeah, so that's why I have a very no personal attach uh, yeah. to this uh, particular car and uh, another one is the Maserati A6 uh, GTS that is as we were saying exactly before, yes. this is a, yes, a truly very amazing amazing astonishing car probably but I don't know if it's my favorite Maserati because uh, I like Maserati brand uh, kind of like not the recent ones but yeah this one is uh, really amazing especially with the side exhaust uh, it's lovely yeah this uh, american yeah. <laughs> touch let's say is yeah but also here the, the proportion the long uh, big uh, front with a mm-hmm. with a, a, sh- a very short roof like a short um, low it's very muscu- muscular like where you oh, yeah like very it. aggressive <laughs> very sporty yes. yeah uh, yes, yeah yes, and yes. Ba- back then you, you have to consider that back then was not so uh, people are not so used to these shapes uh, so uh, to have these very yeah. narrow very low roof uh, and yeah also if think we how t- amazing it would have been to to see a car like this on the road usually you were seeing probably only like a very like i don't know in those years which was the normal cars you were seeing probably a topolino stuff like that and you yeah, see some Man, man, in, in, do, in those years, uh, the traffic was so low, and yeah. uh, the possibility, the, the the statistic to see a car like this uh, <laughs> probably was higher than. <laughs> well, yeah, probably no, 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 not was higher, but is a. Imagine to be a kid in the nineteen sixty, yes. and one day there is a this Maserati passing by. Yeah, I think you will uh, remember forever. You will remember for all your life this day. But for example, already my my dad will, is uh, sometimes uh, talking uh, about uh, one time when he was young that uh, Pantera de Tomaso passed by my town, and he still remember this super noisy engine and this car that was amazing. And uh, yeah, so I can imagine that 10, 15 years earlier was even more emphasize this uh, <laughs> this, yeah, this, this moment uh, feeling yes yes uh beautiful, beautiful. and another one that is uh, very very special in my opinion mm-hmm. is the again a ferrari <laughs> but it's <laughs> really it's a really a particular car it's the ferrari 365p then probably is the first ever sports car with three seats and uh, the main uh, driver position in the middle <laughs> so fuck the yeah. f1 the first <laughs> the first ever was an italian to have the central uh, the central steering wheel the central <laughs> driving position and uh, yeah. also gianni agnelli in the 1966 uh, at the paris auto show was so amazed mm-hmm. and so happy about this car that he wants another one so the <laughs> show car and another one for himself nice amazing amazing <laughs> and I also mean, if you look it at reminds the car me a lot the the dino can be yes and there is a reason why because mm. this very car 
is used as an inspiration for the Dino. Ah, okay, okay, makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> beauty, beautiful. And another thing, that car has a V12 in, in the back. Whoa. A V12, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite huge. And you can see why also, okay, the proportion are unusual. Yeah, the car is like stretched more than you expect, but yeah, there is if there is a V12 in the Dino that has a similar design language, you have uh, only six cylinders, so it's uh, yeah squeezed. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, well, obviously uh, with a V6, uh, the engine bay can be shorter, so you can play play. Uh, yeah. You have more freedom with shapes and proportions, so yeah. it's it's easier to achieve uh, uh, a balance proportions and with a v12 well it's super yeah. long so you have to have you have to <laughs> make some compromise yeah. let's say you know uh, one that i really mm. like yeah, okay for sure the alpha 33 stradale is famous and probably one of the most beautiful car in the world but in the 1969 they made uh, as well a 33 but uh, coupe it was a special prototype and I remember that car. I was in a car museum uh, when I was uh, first year of high school and that one was in the entrance of the museum and uh, yeah, it's uh, very nice. I mean, the 33 normal one is probably better looking, but uh, this one is uh, also very interesting, very uh, wild. Uh, it's uh, very large. You can feel the the proportion are more stretched and the, the normal the stradale is a little bit more cute uh, in my opinion like more gentle um, gentle yes yes this one was uh, crazy was uh, scary probably <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i have to make some memorable mentions like the lancia aurelia b24 america uh, oh yes. that one man I saw that car for the first time here in Mantova during the Tazio Nuvolari mm -hmm. and uh, you yeah. know what a uh, very few people took care of this car so pay attention to this car <laughs> and I was like no way this is a B24 America was like a ah I have a scale model of yes, it yes. and uh, I, bo I bought it, <laughs> well, my parents bought it when I was seven, six years old and I play such a lot with this car uh, that I probably ruined it, <laughs> the scale model, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I fall in love also with this, with this car, so I have great memories and so this one is super, super cool and you know that the B24 America in that time cost less than the, the European version and it's uh, you can distinguish uh, the two versions because one yeah. have the normal windscreen with the um, deflectors in the sides so the two additional yes. uh, glass parts in each side but the America version have this uh, complete uh, and very round windshield and less chromy and less details uh, than the European version. That's weird. Usually Americans put chrome everywhere. Well, <laughs> not in this in this uh, particular case. And also the Spister of Porsche have the same concept. So the Spister was the America <laughs> version for the normal 356. 
Okay. And and costs less. But then <laughs> now it's now, the opposite. So the yeah. B24 America is the the value is higher than mm-hmm. the European version. Well, so I I cannot mention the Ferrari Dino Berlinetta Speciale and the competizione one yeah we should we should mention probably most of the ferrari until until last 10 years <laughs> because yeah pininfarina they were responsible to the design of most of the ferrari i guess yeah and also i i remember another very cool detail and i have yeah. to step back to the ferrari 375 mm of ingrid bergman because uh, actually this very car is another let's say another starting line because from that time on Pininfarina and uh, Enzo Ferrari decided to have a partnership together oh really? forever yeah forever um, let's say a unique design language or a consistent Mm -hmm. design language Enzo decided, well, I have to assign all my project to one coach builder. And so, nice. Pininfarina and Enzo met together in a neutral place because Pininfarina want, wanted that Enzo visit yeah. his factory in Turin. But Enzo <laughs> said, no, I don't want to move to Maranello. So they decided to, <laughs> to meet in a neutral place, I think halfway. And uh, so they, they talked about this partnership, and from that time on, so the Ferrari 375mm was the last Ferrari that was, uh, let's say... Um, outsourced. Yeah. Not, not outsourced, but mm. uh, built in different ways from different uh, coach builders. So, okay. for example, uh, Ghia made his version, Vignale made his version. So. That one was the last mm-hmm. and was the the new starting line. And from that time on, Ferrari and Pininfarina worked together. So that's, whoa. that's special. Yes, <laughs> really, really. I think until the F12 Berlinetta was the last one, because then, OK, uh, Ferrari now has his own design center. But uh, yeah, or La Ferrari or the F12 Berlinetta, one of those was the last one. Uh, or I think that, uh, if I remember phase. well, the F12 was in just in the middle. Yeah. I am sure that the 458 was designed yeah. by Pininfarina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one uh, I can be sure as well. The California also was designed by Pininfarina. Mm-hmm. The Sergio? <laughs> oh, the nah, Sergio, yeah. man, the Sergio is amazing. I love yeah. the Sergio. When when I spend some some month in Pininfarina as a consultant for, uh, I think it was this, mm, January and February of the... Before, yeah, before lockdown. Yeah, exactly, before lockdown. I remember that one afternoon in the lunchtime, mm-hmm. I was visiting the, the museum. I saw for the first time the Sergio, the Duetto Tanta, mm-hmm. and uh, the Battista. And a lot of other stuff that I don't <laughs> remember the names. I'm so sorry, but I looked at this free car in the same place. It was just like, whoa! I yeah. was so <laughs> wow, breathtaking, yeah. really breathtaking. 
Yeah, I have to say that uh, yeah, there is uh, some connection because, uh, you know, uh, Grand Studio, who is on top of Grand Studio now, they were a high level in Pininfarina. Most of those cars of the late uh, late 90s, uh, beginning of uh, 2000, they were taken care of. <laughs> uh, yeah, for example, my superior was uh, telling me about when he was modeling in 3D the Sergio and uh, explaining me how some details well, it was interesting like <laughs> to know that uh, you have in front people that works on those piece of art and uh, it's yeah and probably my, my favorite not my favorite but uh, a car that really I love it's the birdcage concept and uh, I remember I was just scrolling on internet, uh, yeah, to to write a um, uh, description of a picture that I've taken for Instagram, <laughs> and I found out uh, that the head of the project was my boss, like <laughs> Louis Vermesh, the 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 head of uh, Grand Studio, and he was the head of the, the designing Pininfarina back then. And so the next day, I was like. Uh, yeah, yesterday I discovered that you made this car. It's amazing, and he was like, "Ah, yes, yes." <laughs> he was quite, quite happy to hear me that uh, amazed, and uh, it's cool. I mean, that the birdcage uh, at the beginning for me was like too out of the world. I was like, "Yeah, this looks like uh, spaceship, uh, you know, toy cars, fake." And then when I started to I be love more involved, spaceship toy car shapes. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> at the beginning, I was more conservative. And then mm. when I start to be more into the car design world, I really fell in love. And ah, I want more car like this. I don't know. I will put in the same category in my mind as the Valkyria, for example, of Aston Martin. It's uh, like pff, out of the world, but the, uh, the Aston Martin is. It will be road legal, so that will be nice. Or the Modulo or the Stratos there. I don't know. Is in that category of so extreme car that it's out of your imagination. I don't know. It's just cool. Well, yeah, I forget to, to mention the Modulo, but also the Modulo is ah, yeah. something that is crazy. And we have to yeah. remember that it was designed in the 70s <laughs> yeah they were having a lot of drugs back then probably but <laughs> and listen a, a lot of pink floyd albums but yeah, yeah this is just uh, just yeah just guessing and uh, well <laughs> uh, we forget something but the la the recent most recent one like okay the, the batista and some other but yeah you mentioned the batista it's you can see you can see that they are still close with Ferrari because I think at the beginning there was also some issue like looks well, too close to some our misunderstandings cars. probably yeah, like, what like a like a Maranello knock at the door like uh, yeah. hello knock, I think knock. that who's we, there who's there I think uh, we have an issue and not an engineering one <laughs> <laughs> yeah Anyway, for example, talking about the the most recent one, uh, you mentioned before the Dueto Tanta. And yeah. Also, was there that day when I visited the Super museum? Super simple and, and really, I'm very pissed about <laughs> that they didn't make it because yeah. it's a 
truly, truly the, the successor of the duetto. Really. Yeah. And then they decided to make the 124 instead uh, with, uh, I think, uh, poor results. Yeah, but I already told you the story. It was, uh, was almost ready, the, the car. Like, there was all the 3D models already, probably also the scale model, like, or the clay. And they just decided, ah, no, better go with the Fiat because of marketing reason. And uh, um, a guy that I worked with, he told me that he worked for that project and it was amazing. It was really a wonderful car. But, yeah, trash it. Sad. I, I never saw it, but stand from uh, rumors <laughs> that's why yeah. we are in the wonderland italy is a kind of wonderland in some in some ways yeah. but that's yeah. why probably people around the world loves italy and that's why yeah but i th i want to to find some way to bring back the the glory days of uh craft uh... the craftsmanship <laughs> yeah 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 i agree yes. i agree mm. Yeah, now we have uh, weird stuff, maybe, okay, there are like Umberto Palermo or <laughs> Frangivento or <laughs> other weird, but uh, Mazzanti e Mantra, <laughs> they are not beautiful. We told uh, something similar in a previous episode. Yeah, probably we had to mention it yeah. in the ugly or peculiar. Yeah, they are just ugly. But yeah, as uh, the design <laughs> boss of BMW said, uh, design is not uh, about the pretty or ugly. Yes, yes, yeah, okay, okay. But okay. for sure, Pinifarina was making did beautiful stuff. Amazingly well yeah. during the years. Beauty. He was all about beauty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and with that, uh, I think we can we can end this uh, this. Uh, Probably first part because we we can continue talking about uh, yeah, Italian there's... ateliers yes. and Italian coach builders because, uh, as I said in the beginning, <laughs> there are too many. There are plenty of them, plenty of them, and uh, they they worth a mention and they worth a Some episode, deep discussion. Yeah. yeah. And as always, I remember you guys to follow us on Instagram. We are continuing to post daily content and also follow us on Spotify as well to keep track of our new episode every time, everywhere. Yeah, but if you are preferring other platform like Google Podcast or Apple Podcast, just go there because you can find us also there. I can't use Apple Podcast because I don't have an iPhone, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have an iPhone, whatever. For everyone that yeah. has an iPhone, we are also there. <laughs> In short. Yeah. So, as usual, enjoy your ride. And top always down. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.